0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot lcom slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. It's
1: Friday, and you know what that means. We are grading two-star pitchers here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We got a lot of call-ups to talk about as well. hope you'll join us. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link, here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Todd, always a pleasure to be talking with you on a Friday afternoon. Uh, we got a fair amount to talk about because, you know, rosters only expand by two, but it seems like teams are, uh, you know, pressing the button on some of their top prospects, so long as they keep them under 131 at-bats. Yeah, that's the key.
2: It's... it's lesser of the other evils, super two, etc. But yeah, Gunnar Henderson, Corbin, Carroll, they're not going to exceed the, the, the rookie of the Allier. yeah, rookie of the year specifications. So you know it's uh it's a bummer, but it's still good to see some of these
1: guys up. So if the guy gets if he's is the rookie of the year they get a pick, right? They get a draft pick. Yeah. And now with someone like
2: with Gunnar Henderson, the the um, Orioles are still in a playoff picture. So I wonder which is going to be more important to them if Henderson continues to show off those flowing locks when he runs around the bases after a home run or a mm-hmm. stolen base. Uh, you know, g- making sure that they you know they're getting into the playoffs or getting one of those added bonus between the first and second round picks i think that's where it is so i'll be it'll be interesting to see if they continue to play henderson now they could platoon him which was going to it's going to reduce some of that but i don't you know what's what's the benefit of getting a little bit more playoff money versus getting another high draft pick it'll be interesting to see
1: Plus, that's assuming he goes on and wins the Rookie of the Year next year. Either. Well,
2: right, but you can't, you know, right. He yeah. has to be
1: eligible, right? Yeah, but even yeah. so, he has mean, yeah, they got to well, keep Well, actually, I track. think
2: I think there's there's provisions for finishing in the top two or three. Is it as a finalist that, that would make a lot it? Maybe top. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I don't. You know, obviously these are things that we should know, but man, we should know a lot of things. Hey, it's so, new though. <laughs> these are new. So,
1: yeah, changes uh, game.
2: yeah, so but but yeah, I don't think I think it's there is a provision for either first and second, or or like you're saying, uh, top three, I don't know what the exact ruling is, but yeah, and and it's I like the rule and I like the way that it, it promoted some players earlier than normal, but yeah, this is an unintended repercussion whether it gets fixed or not. Who's to say? Um, I don't think people are gonna complain too much if a guy like. Corbin Carroll gets 120 at bats and not 135. I don't think you have a whole. I don't think you have a, a huge case like like Chris Bryant had.
1: Yeah, under the you know past years we'd get some uh, interesting calls, but we wouldn't really get these big time names. Usually the teams would wait until the next year, and but it seems like with these new rules, they kind of want to get them acclimated so that they can maybe push for the uh, rookie of the year final spot anyway. And, yeah, Corbin Carroll and uh, Gunnar Henderson should probably both be in that mix next year. And Gunnar Henderson with the homer and a steal in his first couple games. And Corbin Carroll looks like he'll be an impact player, too. Kind of a late-season fab of Palooza when nobody has any fab to spend. Yeah, no, it is interesting
2: in that, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're looking – Carroll hasn't stolen the base yet. But if you're looking for steals, I suppose Carroll's in play.
1: um, Oh, big time. He's got – he was flying around the bases the other day. Oh, yeah, no, he's got
2: the speed. He just he keeps hitting doubles. He's not going to get the steal. <laughs> uh, I think two of his first four hits were doubles. No, the point being, um, you know, in, in, in a mixed league, you know, it's one of those things where do you need the the uh, upside of an unknown with talent or do you need to play it safe to protect the lead? So it all it all comes down to, at this point, strategy is or not so much strategy but philosophy and risk aversion and what it is that you need one of the things I'm seeing a lot and um, it's it's yeah we're at the point where you have to ride streaks well you know what folks streaks are just as unpredictable in September as they were in May or June or un, unreliable so I don't I don't know that riding streaks is any better or worse than it was previously I think you have to ride upside, and I think you have to ride scheduling. Right, you know, you, you can't suddenly ignore the fact that streaks don't matter in September. You know, streaks are just as unreliable going forward as they were the previous five months.
1: Well, both Corbin Carroll and Hunter, uh, Gunner Henderson were stashed in the RotoWire staff uh, stake league, but Garrett Mitchell's another one of those guys getting a look uh, with Milwaukee. He was the top pickup at six dollars. And uh, I know he was out of the lineup Wednesday, but now I think uh, Yelich is kind of banged up, isn't he? A little so maybe bit. they give uh, Garrett Mitchell a little. And plus, you know, Tyrone Taylor hasn't done much.
2: Yeah, Mitchell can play center, but obviously, you know, play corners. If you can play center, you can play the corners. High strikeout, but he, he walks a lot. Uh, more power than speed. Um, yeah, interesting. But You know, the high strikeouts is, uh, is, is going to be the key. Actually, no, wait. I think he's the – isn't he the one that – throughout his career he's stolen more bases than home runs but i think he's like a six-six-three 63 frame it's expected he grows into his frame and eventually the power output should exceed the 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 running the stolen base output right now you know it's 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 growing power whereas uh, some of these other players i mean Carroll will always just be speed uh, there're just some other players that are sluggers uh, Mitchell's a guy that should develop more power as he continues to mature.
1: Well I'm expecting well hoping for some pop from Carroll too. But he uh yeah oh no no he's not as well. a, yeah he's not a, you know he's not he's, just speed but right yeah, right but he, he like you're saying he's
2: and I, I i think uh you know when you hear spoiler and I, I may mention this on tomorrow's uh MLB network radio but um Corbin Carroll has compiled a lot of triples in the minor leagues, and Chase Field is a triples park. Uh, I don't know if a triples prop will exist, for, uh, Corbin Carroll, next year, but I'm going to look for
1: one. I didn't know that Chase had become a, a triples. Uh, oh, hey, yeah. That's oh, yeah. A, uh, Ken Waldachuk, a $2 ad in the Stake League. He was the second. There were a bunch of $2 ads behind uh at Mitchell at 6. You input a projection for Waldachuk into the site. Do you remember what that looked like?
2: Yeah, he's a high strikeout, high walk guy. So, I mean, the ERA was probably around league average, but the the WHIP is a bit high. Uh it's, you know, 4.2, 1.3, something like something in the in that range. In one month, four or five starts, who knows what happens, but uh you know, anytime it's kind of a a double-edged sword when you're one skill away and that skill is control, walks you know, it's fixable or it's, you can learn how to learn better control, but until you do, ew, it's, you know, it can get you. Yeah. So, yeah, it, but the strikeouts, you, you know, they're, they're there. The strikeouts are there. Now he only went, he didn't go five innings in his first start a couple days ago, but I think he, I think he walked four and fan six or something like that. So walks are more damning than strikeouts as far as pitch counts go. But yeah, he didn't. I mean, the pitch count was high. He didn't even get to a chance to throw five. But I'm interested. Um, he's one of those it's guys. Part of, of the
1: return for Montas, right? Sorry, yeah,
2: yeah. And if you're in one of those leagues where the you know the the bid whatever it costs to the bid price for for the keeper isn't you know what it takes to get him in Fab, but some you know uh, is the same number for every single free agent, it may be reasonable. I mean, it may cost you a, a lot of units to get Waldichuk, because people may not have a ton left and et cetera. But if the keeper price becomes some, something that's consistent for all free agents, Waldichuk could be a keeper in an AL only next year.
1: Yeah, totally. And I know J.P. Sears came in that deal, too. I think Waldichuk. I mean, I, I'm not really the person to speak on this, but I believe Waldichuk slightly uh, better prospect generally. Uh, kind of the the bigger piece of that return, but I'll have to. Yeah,
2: isn't I, I, this yeah, is James was kind of on
1: a... fourth, and then yeah. JP Sears seventh in the order. Yeah, race. this is I I think the the Cincinnati pair are better,
2: but it's kind of like Chuck is Hunter Green in Sears is Nick Lodolo. One of them is the strikeout guy; the other is the uh, you know control command guy. Although Lodolo's showing uh, higher strike, a, a big a, a greater strikeout. Uh, potential than we maybe thought when he first came up, but I, I think the Cincinnati guys are up a level compared to the Oakland guys. But that's what I see. I see one guy is a higher risk, high reward, in Walderchuk, and I think Sears has a, a higher floor but a lower ceiling.
1: Hunter Brown, another one of those, you know, pretty highly touted guys getting getting the promotion here with the rosters expanding. Uh, do we know what his role is going to be? Probably out, out of the bullpen, right? For Hunter Brown,
2: yeah. Probably, you know, things can change. What what was he doing? What was he doing just previous to the call up? You know,
1: um, L- looking question. it up now.
2: Um, with Houston, though, you know, if if he if he starts, isn't it just a spot start to uh, you know, so they can set the rotation up?
1: Well, right? they I don't... think and then they yeah. Know, so, 100, 100, 100, and they bring Christian Javier back. Well, yeah. So
2: right now it's a five minute rotation. Yeah. And and so Brown was through, through three, six, six, five, three and a third. So he's, you know, a multi-inning role and he could be a spot starter again, more of a luxury item when Houston's trying to align their rotation or just give everybody an extra day's rest. Cause you know, they were going with six and now they're going with five uh, with, with Verlander out. So I think, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be is just a, an occasional spot start you know what? If you're in a daily league, and it, well, maybe he's not going to go five, so maybe you don't want to use him. But, you know, anytime yeah. you're with Houston, that's not a bad
1: thing. Yeah, he's a guy who, you know, I didn't really know that name coming into the year, but I think he's kind of propped up his uh, stock this year with his performance. Uh, Chris Archer was picked up for two, and then Oswald Peraza for the Yankees. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen a player draw the ire of a fan base like uh, Isaiah kind of for left Isaiah Kiner-Falefa has from Yankees fans. I would think Oswald Peraza gets a look here but uh maybe not unseating IKF as the everyday shortstop but uh maybe one of those 130ish bat type of type of guys down the stretch.
2: I don't I don't know if he's got rookie of the year potential but um yeah Kiner-Falefa I mean there would I mean there was a time where I, I I thought the Yankees were unbeatable and obviously they're not they've gone into a a dive. Yeah, they've gone in the
1: dumps a little bit. Right.
2: And Uh, at the time, it was, I think, you know, people were picking on Isaiah kind of falefa because, you know, kind of like Boston fans, you got to find something to pick on. And he was, you know, even though the team was winning and he was doing all right, uh, you know, he's made a couple of mistakes. Uh, Did you see that
1: reel of his errors behind Cole in particular? That was
2: Yeah, the other night. Did I write it? Yeah, I did write about it in Todd Stakes. Um, yeah, sometimes the box score doesn't tell the whole story. There was a what? There was a nice play by Donaldson, but he, he threw to first, and um, they didn't they didn't go off. The Brizzo didn't go off the bag, and the ball skipped by him, so the runner's on second base. Then Kinder Falefa boots the next ground ball, looking up to make sure the runner wasn't going to go, and then Otani takes Cole into the stands. You know, had the first, had Rizzo come off the the base for that for Donaldson's wide throw and just held the runner to first, I think it was Flaherty. Uh, Fletcher, Fletcher. And then you know, if, if kind of Fluffa converted the ground ball into a double play, then Otani just hit a single home, a, a solo homer. But, that, you know, that's just what the boss score is all about. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking – I mean, back when I was looking it up a while ago, kind of defense was, well, better than last year's shortstops, but down a little bit from his from his norm. But, yeah, New York just needs to complain about something.
1: Yeah, well, there was a pretty brutal, you know, low-light reel, I guess you'd call it, of uh, misplays that IKF has had behind Garrett Cole this season. And, uh, yeah, I know. Well, it, you know Garrett what? Moon I, keeps going to the bat for the guy. But
2: well, everybody's a... everybody likes different metrics as far as defense, but he's at plus 10 defensive run saved. That's good. I mean if you if you believe in that statistic and I kinda mm-hmm. do, relatively speaking. Ultimate zone rating of a one point eight and you know one, you, you are per one fifty is is two point four. He's above average defensively. But yeah. New York just doesn't see it. Whereas I mean, you know, Boston thinks Xander Bogarts is the next best thing at shortstop and he, he he's not. He's better than normal. So it's kind of the opposite reaction. It's kind of weird. But anyway.
1: Uh, Nick Martinez, $1 ad, looked like maybe he was going to emerge as the closer, but then hater got a save, kind of clouding things again. So we just uh, have to wait and see how that situation plays out there. Uh, Michael Tolia, another one of those call-ups, and, yeah. and another one of these guys who isn't just a nobody. It is uh, first homer on Wednesday, and I had him as my second priority behind Gavin Sheets. I didn't get either, either of them, but uh, – I needed a, a a bat like that, a little pop, and yeah, I missed out. But I thought Tolia deserved a spot on the list, at least. He, except that the only issue is Colorado has made a couple more moves, oh. and I don't
2: know at this point. I don't know. Well, you know we don't. You never know with Colorado, and especially prospects. But how much playing time Tolia would not get? Um, he's been playing right field uh, a little bit, but I'm trying to who called up somebody, uh, Sean Bouchard. It may be, it may be just because Connor, that may be replacing Connor Joe, who's Pixie dust has worn off. And it may be that Toglia continues to play, but Bouchard's going to play as well.
1: Yeah, I was looking at Toglia thought maybe, but I didn't get him. He went for a buck. Gavin Sheets a buck. Austin Voth was a $0 ad. I did get Jamer Candelario. As bad as things were for him early on. He did, get hot for a little bit, and I, I at least think of baseline. Like I've mm-hmm. been trying out J.D. Davis, and so I just f- figure <laughs> at least get a little more playing time probably with the jammer. Uh, Josiah Gray, $0 ad. Rodolfo Castro, who went on a crazy tear for Pittsburgh recently, but yeah, uh, still not playing quite every day. Uh, Jimmy Hergett I got for $0 ad. Looks like He's emerged as the closer for what, whatever the heck that's worth, and and I'm uh, Isak well, Paredes. Minute, is your dollar n- next week you'll
2: be talking about somebody else closing.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Isak Paredes, Ildemar Vargas, uh, Enrique Hernandez, and the the drop there was Ella Harris Montero. So uh, maybe that you know how things played out with him should temper things with Tolia and uh, Cody Morris. So. Uh, not the biggest week just because Carol and Gunnar Henderson were already rostered but uh, still some some intriguing names out there. Yeah and for one month left in a season that's that's a lot of moves. That's a you know it's a good to
2: see a, an active league like that.
1: Absolutely. Well we'll get into the two-star pitcher grades for next week but let's first sort of a quick word from our blue wire sponsors.
3: and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: All right, we are back on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Friday edition. Clay Link and Todd Zola here. Time to get into the two star pitchers for next week, the week of September 5th. I uh, hope you all have a great Labor Day and uh, enjoy the weekend. Let's start with Arizona, as we always do, from the top. Uh, if you want to check out and follow along with us, if you don't have a subscription to RotoWire, you can get a trial. No credit card required by going to rotowire.com/slash/trial, and uh, you can go to lineups. You hover over lineups. You go to probable pitchers, customized grid. We'll go with the start date, custom start date of September 5th. Show starters.
2: I've been using the My leagues I mean, I should have been using it for the past 18 years, but holy cow, it's so oh, good! So, oh, I mean, you know, I know where where I do it. We're talking baseball. But I've been using it for football, too, just because I can't do the research. And good Lord, is it a time saver.
1: That's great to hear. Yeah, our tech crew knocked that out of the park. And um, once I draft a few fantasy football leagues, I'll probably uh, import mine there. Tommy Henry for Arizona, he had had a little bit of a run there, but it all came crashing down against Philadelphia, seven earned runs on eight hits. That's not what you want. Then he's at San Diego at Colorado. That's going to be a zero. Right?
2: At, yeah. The at Colorado enough is a zero.
1: By the way, I didn't even mention him because he didn't get picked up, but one of the guys I had as a conditional, uh, in lower priority bid was, uh, Spencer steer. So looking forward to seeing his debut tonight. Yeah. So yeah uh, starting at third base. So He's starting at third.
2: He's a shortstop. We'll see what, what, since he's a stop gap, perhaps. Um,
1: until their kids are ready for next season. But, no, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He's 24. They got him in the Tyler Malley deal and yeah, uh, yeah not even picked up there. But I thought – I actually was trying to add him in one league. He wasn't even in the pool. Um, mm. You know, he's, yeah, not like a super high-end prospect, but in Cincinnati playing pretty regularly he could be interesting. Um, so Tommy Henry's a zero. No two-star pitchers for the – Atlanta Braves, but how about Spencer Strider last night? It's a cliche, but you never know what you're going to see. You could see history at any given night.
2: I hear he did pretty well.
1: 16K is the new Atlanta wow. record. So. Wow. That's and they've amazing. had a couple of good pitchers, too, haven't they? They've had a couple of decent ones. <laughs> uh, Jordan Lyles for Baltimore. That's going to be versus Toronto versus Boston. Actually, it does seem like, I know we don't have enough data, but do we know that Orioles' uh, Camden Yards is an extreme pitcher's park now?
2: I'm not going to use the word extreme. No, I will yeah. use the word pitcher's park. Yeah. It um, feels yeah,
1: extreme, but it's subjective, obviously, in my head. Yeah,
2: I, I haven't actually run the numbers. I think it's safe to say that it's be going to be a pitcher's park. Um, now, How it? this is what this year's rules with the parachute baseball. Who's to say how it'll play? Because, I mean... Right field is still short. So if the ball it becomes normal again, the the home runs will pick up to right. You know, I don't know. You know, right now the parachute ball is helping those out. But I'm still not that's still not enough for me to make Lyles anything more than a one, but I'm gonna give him a zero.
1: Okay, I'm gonna give him a one, but I'll I'll get you down as a zero. Yeah. Okay, and I want to say, too, I was able to rectify a, a bad mistake in Derek Van Riper's Mocky League. I got Kyle Bradish back. I dropped him last week, I think. My timing has just been impeccable. So, <laughs> I, mean, I dropped Kyle Bradish. and he's like the best pitcher on the planet. So. Well, let's not so, go that I mean, far. I mean, I know, but his last two, he's been, like, unreal. <laughs> so even though he has a 5-1-7 and only – one start this week, maybe. One of
2: those starts is against the Red Sox, wasn't it? That he that he crushed.
1: I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, he they made him look like Cy Young that night, and it was just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Over his last two starts, he's given up four hits, no earned runs, over fifteen innings. Four hits, no earned, over fifteen innings. Eleven Ks, five walks. He's been unreal. So I was able to get him back though. So thankfully, even though know, I dropped him. Like an idiot, I was able to get uh, Kyle Bradish back. Again, he's only a one-star guy next week, but uh, he's suddenly interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Walker is now ten and one at Tampa Bay at Baltimore. Uh, hard to give a ten and one pitcher lower than like a three, but I think I'm going to go like a three.
2: Uh I'm going to go four. I mean, maybe it's because I've actually seen him pitch, oh. and it's not all luck, and he's and he's giving some depth. I've actually got him rated as a five, but I don't know that it'll come out to be a five when I, in the final rankings, I'm not going to give him a five on the on the air, but I do think he's deserved of a four at this point.
1: You know, I'm going to go four 2 I bumped him up. That was three. It's still hard for me to wrestle with Waka being this good, but three fell low off the tongue. So uh, you were right. I think uh, going with a four. Then Justin Steele. He was not with them and. In- Toronto, an unvaccinated uh, individual. But he will be at home against the Reds and then at home against the Giants. And he's been fantastic, too. I mean, not not quite Kyle Bradish levels, but uh, actually he's been better than Bradish over a much longer period. But, I mean, is this a four on Justin Steele? I'm going to go three,
2: but I can see – I mean, I can see it being I'm, – I'm starting him. I'm confidently starting him but I'm ranking him, I think, as a three.
1: And the guy on the other side of at least that first one is uh, Justin Dunn for Cincinnati. Would you consider him? I can't really see it under any circumstances. Uh, You
2: know, I I think I'm still in. I want to watch him pitch maybe as a sleeper for next year mode, but I think you're right that I don't think I'm going to trust him This season, at least, uh, I mean, I I can't say not yet because this could be (laughs) anybody we're talking about for two starts. This could be the last chance they get, or they could have one bumped, and we're talking about them next week, right? That's how it seems to work. (laughs)
1: That will inevitably happen with
2: a couple. (laughs) That's how it seems to work, right? But when you got thirty-two starts in twenty-six weeks, it only gives you six weeks to for a uh, that you that you should be listed as a two-start pitcher. Anyway, I'm going to give him a zero, but I am still interested in the arm. Although, I mean, the injuries, et cetera, and Cincinnati's yeah. not the best place to use a guy just to spot start.
1: Yeah, he will be on the road, but even then, ugh, I just can't see it. Right. was good to see Hunter Green rehabbing, though. Assuming he makes another rehab start next week, he could be a two-start guy for the, the week of September 12th. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, at KC at Min is that a five on Tristan? Yeah, yeah, I, I know
2: he had a little bit of a speed bump, but that's going to happen. But I think he is lengthwise and ability wise. I think that's a five. And Minnesota is hot, but they're still without Buxton and Sano, and uh, the, the 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 lineup is still vulnerable. I, like though, though, right now they're playing pretty well. Nick Gordon is 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 playing especially well.
1: The Rockies are at home all week, so you would not, under any circumstance, consider Ryan Feltner, but, uh, you know, that may drive the Tolia bids this weekend, the fact that they're home all week next week. Uh, Lance Lynn at Seattle, at Oakland. He's a tough guy to grade nowadays. Um, Is he, though? I mean, those matchups are pretty nice. I think he's back. Think he's I, think back? He, I, I mean, right now, I have him as the number two starter on the board wow yeah i didn't realize he was really back back oh yeah look look at his uh, was it last, oh. last night yeah eight eight six with one earned yeah he's been on fire lately so good yeah, call okay. I, think yeah, I was even... gonna go three but i think that's at least a four you're I'm, I'm, like you're I'm, I'm,
2: I'm at i'm at five now i mean I'm, i think he's what we expected i'm i'm back at five the ball helps him as a fly ball pitcher um yeah i'm, I'm back at a five i'm curious what is expected ERA. I mean, is his whip is 1.4. That's fine. So 91 strikeouts and 84 innings. So he's fleshed through with of the luck and we just have some, uh, some left on base or whatever might be uh, bloating that, that ERA. But yeah, I mean, all right, maybe the competition hasn't been great, but you know, what was he in August, August, he was two, four, five and a 0.85 whip at 42 strikeouts. And, in thirty-six and two thirds innings. That's fine by me.
1: Yeah, make a good good case. And with these matchups, I could see you going five. I'm gonna go four, but uh right. it's because you know Seattle okay. can still do some damage if Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Finish, uh, I hear they, they have a sense. couple of good hitters. Yeah, they got a couple of guys. Johnny Cueto, I'm gonna give a four as well. Would would you go four or would you also give Cueto a five? Uh I'm not he's he's ranked. In the five range, but I
2: am gonna I'm gonna go four with Cueto.
1: Yeah, I think I just can't go five. And when
2: I say ranked in the five range, for those that are kind of new, I actually I ran through my numbers this time, gave him preliminary rank. And anybody in the top twenty, and that includes you know single start guys, I call that a five. Uh, four is twenty one to forty. Blah blah blah. Anything below a hundred is a zero.
1: Tyler Alexander for the Detroit Tigers actually did go five plus and four straight from August third to August twentieth. He went five, seven, five, six, but then only three and then four and two thirds. So just a tr- tough guy to trust from a workload standpoint. So at the Angels at KC, maybe I give him a one. Yeah, it doesn't
2: get better than that. I'm going to give him the same the same one as you are. It has to be a kind of a, a points league last desperation one.
1: Speaking of points leagues, Frank Stanfield of CBS and I are battling it out for the uh, number one seed this week in the uh, last week of the regular season in Town Wars head to head points. And that's a pretty fun little battle here. We both have the first round buys locked up. But
2: good luck. Yeah. Sure, See, yeah it's,
1: I'd like to get that number one seed just for uh posterities. That would <laughs> be nice. You get to rest your players, organize your staff. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah, I'm hoping David Peterson sticks around. I actually got Gunnar Henderson last week for a buck, so that could end up being huge for me. That's one of the nice um, things is that, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you threw the week. But
2: you could take that chance if you happen to lose. All right. So you lose this week because of the, because we are forced to play Henderson by the rules. Yeah, yeah. But now you've got him on your roster. Yeah. And it's,
1: yeah, I didn't really have to, you really don't have anything to really play for aside from the, you know, positioning and the standings here. But uh, fun battling out with Frank. He won the league last year and then seven other great season. So I'm hoping we're headed for a collision course in the championship. But back to the two-star pitchers, Framber Valdez. He's got a two-six-three year. He's fourteen and four. I wish I'd been more aggressive with uh, drafting Framber Valdez and ranking him um, at or versus Texas versus LAA. I think that's a five. There's to me. There's no doubt. Both yeah. home games. Yeah, top. He's top five
2: overall for me this week.
1: He's been unbelievable. And Chris Bubich is at home against Cleveland. and at home against. Detroit. So uh, those are pretty good matchups for Boobich. How's he been pitching lately? Let me take a look. Uh, inconsistent. Yeah, not not like a Brady Singer ish type run. No. Who gets two uh, starts again this week? <laughs> We've graded him last week with two starts.
2: Oh, uh, did we grade Boobich? No, Singer. Singer.
1: Oh, well, Singer's. I'm only seeing him with one next week. Oh,
2: okay. I thought I had him with two. Maybe. All right.
1: Maybe I'm thinking something else then. Um, but. I've been i been loving what I've seen from Singer though. He's been awesome. Uh, no two star guys for the Angels or the Dodgers.
2: Where, where did we? Where did you put in Boobich? we? I'm giving the one. Oh, where are you, where are you going?
1: I actually didn't even put him down. So um, yeah, I'll go with the one since they're both at home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can so actually so, see. I'm actually going to go two because I could see maybe putting in the Fab bid for him. This I week.
2: could. You know what? I could too, but I have to. I'd have to lift him up a ton in the rankings. Um, Yeah, I do have Singer down for just one. Um, I think – I don't know what I was
1: thinking as far as uh, two two goes. It's no biggie. Um, I'm trying to figure out why the Dodgers – because I thought they had moved back to only five with Kershaw coming back. But we have Ryan Pepio in for Monday. So, yeah, either way, this is all extremely tentative anyway, so we'll just have to check back, see what the Dodgers plan to do. Early next week, uh, Miami Jesus Lazardo at Philly versus the Mets. Man, I'm starting him, but holding my breath. I'd say so. Maybe is that a three or four? Um, that maybe. is a three. Yeah,
2: but Philly as someone skip. who, yeah, someone who has Luzardo in a slapper is slapper. Uh, uh, where did Slapper come from? Uh combined Keeper Dynasty League. Um, I am optimistic or encouraged is what I'm seeing. That's good to know that you,
1: uh you've liked what you've seen with your eyes.
2: Yeah, Has he, he Miami with, with the six forty Aston starts. I get to see a lot of Miami games for half an hour mm-hmm. before the uh, before the rest of the game starts and uh, happen to be able to catch Lazardo's first and second innings, I'll then flip back and forth. But it's, I, I kind of like watching that game. You know, Cincinnati sometimes has got an early game as well. I don't enjoy watching the Reds as much. <laughs> but, no, uh,
1: not this, Reds team. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but by yeah, the we... way,
1: not a two star guy, but Trevor Rodgers looked pretty good. I know he gave up a fair number of hard hit balls in his return, but. After a 12K rehab outing than a quality start?
2: The changeup looked good. And all mm. right, one start, whatever. But I'd certainly rather have it look good than not look good, right?
1: Yeah, I'm actually gonna be starting him in, in the stakely over uh Alex Wood, which mm. speaks to my pitching staff, but uh Alex Wood's just been killing me, and I just can't I'd rather take the chance on Rogers at this point. Uh before we get to Milwaukee real quick note from our friends at Caesars Sportsbook. The weather is heating up, and so are the promotions at Caesars Sportsbook. Today, anyone who is at least 21 years old and in a licensed Caesars Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesars Sportsbook promo code ROTO15. That's R-O-T-O-1-5. The promo code gives new users a risk-free first bet up to $1,500. Visit Caesars.com slash sportsbooks or download the the Caesars Sportsbook app today. And don't forget to use the promo code ROTO15 when signing up. So back to two-star pitchers for next week, the week of September 5th. Uh, Freddie Peralta, he's got to go to Colorado. So does Brandon Woodruff. Uh, Then they're home against Cincinnati. The Colorado star makes these guys kind of tough. But, you know, Peralta, I liked what I've seen from him lately. So I'm going to go. Even though they're in Colorado, I still think these guys are both fours, are they not? I think Peralta's not going deep. I, I mean we can
2: he can start at any point to like build the pitch count back up. But I'm gonna go through Peralta four for Woodruff.
1: I hear you. Yeah, I've been optimistic on Peralta, but uh yeah, I can key see key. that Colorado yeah. start going off. We've the alu- work, off we've the alluded road. we've alluded a
2: couple times to some new Bouchard and Toglia you know we're not i mean it's Colorado's Colorado's Colorado but it, we, you know it's hard to judge the lineup right i mean maybe these guys are you know don't hit very well right away and the lineup doesn't produce as well as it has for five months or, or maybe they're they get hot early so it, it it adds another layer of of Colorado to the scenario
1: chris archer's 2 and 7 he's got to go to at the yankees and then he's home against cleveland so uh, I see that Bronx start going poorly for, uh, uh, even though the Yankees right now are not like scariest offense to run into. You know, when you 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 could almost make the argument that I'm more scared of
2: Cleveland. Well, no, 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 that's not true. Uh, I'm more scared of New York hmm. because of the potential. But you can argue that Cleveland has been more productive.
1: Yeah, you know who won more games than the Yankees in August? I'm pointing <laughs> to my hat right now, the Cincinnati Reds. Uh so Chris Archer, I'm gonna go with it's like a points league one, I think. I just I'm not even give gonna be go lightning ratios yeah. on fire. I'm not yeah, even you're gonna, gonna go, go there. I'm gonna
2: go zero. In a okay. points league, he give up six runs in four ratings and give you negative. Yeah, he so. could drop a negative <laughs>
1: burger on you for sure. Um Is there okay. such a
2: thing as a negative burger? No. If you I really think, think about it. I mean it's kind of like pizza, even when it's bad, they're still pretty good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true on on Burgers. Uh, Joe Ryan, again, at Yankees in Cleveland. He's on a different level, though, so I'm going to go three. And maybe he's deserving of a higher grade, but I'm going to go three on Joe Ryan. Uh,
2: this could be b- biased as far as having just seen him against the Red Sox. And he had st- trouble with the control. I'm going to go three.
1: Okay, yeah, it just feels feels right saying three. Uh Taiwan Walker at Pitt then at Miami. That's pretty nice. you know, credit to Taiwan for he had so many injuries early in his career and yeah. You, know, you still always think about those with Walker, but uh he's had a nice season and kind of an unheralded piece in that Mets rotation, kinda of outshined, but uh at Pitt, at Miami, I'm gonna give him a four.
2: Yep, getting it a four. I mean you say you know, outshined, et cetera. You know, I mean, They're the two he, best pitchers on the planet.
0: <laughs> oh, well, right.
2: But in a year where they weren't pitching as much. Yeah. He and Bassett, you know, have been the rocks, uh, you know, Carrasco now coming back. I don't, we were not, we won't talk about it because we have two starts, but you know, now coming back, you know, where, where, I don't, where would the Mets be without, I mean, Walker and Bassett both have been nice pieces and hopefully now they get, well, hopefully if you're a Mets fan, they get rewarded, you know. They step into the secondary role and let the big boys take over. But um, man, some of these—I don't even know if it's pitching ninja—but some of the the shots of, of Degrom and overlaying
1: his pitches, he's not human. Yeah, he comes back and he's immediately like the best pitcher in baseball. I'm not—I'm
2: convinced that he's that. I want to, you know, like once in a while, a six million dollar man would would cut his arm and would see wires and. You know, and the person that saw them would would be asked to not tell anybody, and etc. I'm
1: wondering if one of these days we're going to see that on Degrom. Yeah, he might be an android of some kind. Oh man, I I agree with Mookie Betts that you know this guy may be one of the best or the best of all time. I mean, one guy taking the ball to save your life throughout history. It might might be a Degrom, healthy Degrom. Um. I selfishly said earlier that I am hoping this Mets team keeps David Peterson in the rotation. But the funny thing is, is that they're still in. You know, they're still fighting for the uh, division. That's like the one division race in the NL that's kind of hot. And- so they're gonna have to keep on this five man. To I guess they don't have to, but uh, it would make sense because they actually still have something to play for.
2: And are also still playing for the buy? I'm I'm trying to call up the standings. Yeah, I think.
1: Well, because I think the Braves could catch them. Yeah. So.
2: Right. So I I don't think I think they're they're both far enough away from the Cardinals slash Brewers right now. The Cardinals that I think that I think the buy is probably going to be the a, a NL East, and that's important.
1: Yeah. Very very important. So yeah, it's, uh, I think David Peterson starts. Tonight, but then they're getting Carrasco back, so I really do like David Peterson. But they, uh, where they're at, they, you know, they don't really have an incentive to uh, give their guys a break and build in an extra day, go with six man. Uh, Jamison Tyone for the Yankees scared Cole's a five, but what about Tyone? He actually has two more wins than Cole and three fewer losses. I'm gonna go versus Minnesota versus Tampa. So Tyone has more wins than Cole.
2: I sure hope that doesn't take away Cy Young votes from Cole because you know, give him <laughs> time. Um, it yeah. might like twenty
1: years. ago. <laughs> um, I, I had time to win the Cy Young, by the way. I mean, I, I was, time, saying, it, but he uh, might be. Uh, Being, be I know. I,
2: uh, who was it that I saw? I was, uh, uh, what was it? Clayton and Verlander
1: hurt.
2: Yeah, there was somebody that I kind of thought, "Wow, what if?" And I'll try to remember who it was and what the context was right. of. Um, of even thinking about it. it was like, geez, so-and-so is now in the Cy Young, uh, race. And I'm, you know, this is making for terrible radio. Um, it'll, it'll come to me. Yeah. Tyone, I'm getting, I'm giving a four.
1: And Cole a five. Yeah. Okay. I got those marked down. So nobody for Oakland, but we'll see how wild and Spears and the like do. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wheeler he's a five, right? Versus Miami versus Washington. As long as we feel he's healthy, he is A-5, absolutely. Nice, and no two-star pitchers for Pittsburgh, it looks like. Not that you'd really be uh, clamoring. <laughs> well, I mean, idea.
2: Ronzi Contreras, you'd be a little bit interested, I suppose. And, and actually, uh, Br- Baker has been pitching very well
1: lately. I hear you. Uh, Blake Snell, so versus Arizona, versus the Dodgers. You know, suddenly this Arizona team's kind of like they come up, and put up, they erase that like seven-run deficit, and then they put up double digits again. So, in the Corbin Carroll era, we don't really know what we're getting yet with uh, Arizona. But Blake Snell's pitched well enough to where I think, even with the Dodgers stew up, I think he's a three.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. Yep.
1: Okay, it's Blake Snell three. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, the magician here. Uh, Yeah, he he was not the guy I was thinking of for Cy Young. (laughs) No. I I don't think he would ever. I feel pretty
2: safe about that.
1: Uh, But he does have a sub for ERA, 3.99. Versus the White Sox versus Atlanta. You know, both home, and the White Sox don't really terrify me, but I'm going to go two. That seems high, even, but
2: who is it again? Uh, one more Marco time. Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking
1: otherwise. It's easy yeah. to, uh,
2: yeah, I'm gonna go too. I'm gonna, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at the leaders who the heck I was talking about as far as, um, wow, this, you know, I, I it was like I was writing. It was like, should I write potential Cy Young winner with this guy? And I'm, and it's, it's still not coming to me. I'm looking through the list who, who I may have been talking about. Hmm. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Which league it was in? It was was the American League. It may have even been Valdez. Oh, yeah. It may may have been Framber Valdez. Yeah, that would actually Uh, make a lot of sense because he's suddenly in that mix now. It may have been. I don't don't know for sure. Or it may have even been Alec Manoa. Now I forget. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't Um, even
1: matter. For the Giants, Logan Webb at the Dodgers, at the Cubs, he's had a little bit of tough luck. Kind of a tough road start to start the week on Labor Day. He does have a two eight nine ERA though. I'm going to give Logan Webb a four. He's not quite a five pitcher.
2: I'm a little surprised that he is in the four range for me. I expected him to be in the five, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with four. But I'm making a little note as to um, what's dropping him. I know the Dodgers are probably what's dropping him, but sometimes I I want to give a guy six or six and a third and I give him five innings,
1: that could be it. And Alex, what I mentioned that I'm starting Trevor Rogers over Wood in, a, in the Stake League. That's one where with the Friday through Thursday lineup periods, Woods only start there is at the Dodgers. Um, but in traditional Monday through Sunday, it's at the Dodgers and also at the Cubs. This guy's – I've been just burned by this guy all year. I thought Alex would be, would be better than this. I guess I'll go one, but I don't see any case for for him being higher than that. The case for him being higher is he's been ridiculously
2: unlucky with the with his ERA.
1: I can see that. What's his? Uh, but, what are the estimators point to?
2: A lot, a lot better than where he's at. They're actually a lot better for the uh, the. I was going to say 49ers. for the, for the Giant. Get your head out of your football butt, Zola. Uh, for the for the the year estimators in general for the Giants, whether it's just the defense this year isn't as good or, you know, it, it's just regression going in the other direction. It, you know, when luck evens out, it doesn't have to, you know, go negative to make it all equal. You know, that's what happens sometimes. And last year everything went right. So a lot of things are going wrong. Um, all right. But as far as where I'm going to grade Wood, uh, I'm. St- I don't know. I my the, my numbers still t- trend ten towards expected. I've got him as a. I get him as a one. So I guess I'm going to leave him there.
1: Yeah, I'll go one two and watch him come out and have like his best week of the year. I wouldn't there mind is. it. You know, I mean, uh, part of he's, going.
2: he's not going deep in that that deep into the games either. So I'm sure I'm only giving him five innings. You know, if he pit, it's kind of one of those. I don't know, double not double edged swords. That's not the right word. Almost a catch twenty two in that if he does pitch well, not only did he pitch well, he's gonna pitch more innings. And you know, so when 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 you project or whatever, you're projecting the innings for him not pitching well. So it, it kind of double whammies you.
1: I just see that Dodgers team waiting him out and getting yeah. to him. But yeah, I still give him a one. Yeah, it's no, just sure. It's been a frustrating season for him. And Jack Flaherty, man, he'd uh it's eyeing a September fifth return, so it looks like Monday will be his return date. Just made a another rehab start on Wednesday. It went six and two thirds. Wow, that's out nine uh, well, three year in and I saw it touched a hundred on the radar
2: that that puts the wrench into the how many innings is he going to go argument doesn't it
1: I could he threw six and two thirds
2: yeah. Now of course it could have been with seventy pitches, with uh you know in the minor leagues. But even so, I think you have to project him for five. Which doesn't. Yeah, he have... went
1: five and a third on August twenty sixth too. So. Yeah, so does. I mean, that makes him at least. I
2: think that. Well, I I think his I think it's floor yeah. his floor is a three. It's now. Do you want to go up to that four mark with those with these? With these opponents. Yeah, versus
1: Washington at Pittsburgh, Washington's just brutal. Aside from Lane Thomas, I've been kind of liking what I've gotten from him in some leagues, but um at least like the past couple of days. Yeah, ever since
2: they got rid of Michael Franco, they can't hit anymore. Oh, wait, that's not it.
1: Joey Manessis has been crazy though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Flaherty, I'm gonna give a four. What say you?
2: Um, I'm gonna give a four, but yeah, and you know what? I have to. I mean, you just convinced me with the
1: with his m- minor league numbers and those opponents, it's a four. And Jose Quintana's got those same matchups versus Washington at Pitt. Uh quietly pretty good. I keep waiting for that other shoe to drop, but I'll give Jose Quintana a two, I think.
2: I'm gonna go three. Yeah. Those opponents are just terrible. Good park. I mean, all right, well, home is a good park, and Pittsburgh's a good park. And you know, he'll be favored to win both games. I like him as a three.
1: We have Luis Patino. He was optioned, but uh, I guess we have him set to, I guess, replacing probably uh, McClanahan, right? Yeah, because yeah, McClanahan the, was yeah. kind of scrapped on at last notice. Yeah, the, so yeah we have Patino The injury in come, exemption, yeah. Patino in to come up, and then he'd be versus Boston at New York. So a couple tough yeah. interleague matchups, interdivisional matchups. Uh, is that even a two? I'm gonna go one. They are tough. I, you
2: know, as an aside, I still like Patino, but I yeah. would have. I, I, I guess I was hoping to see a little more growth. I know the injuries of in, in just situations. I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't expect them to be, you know, that much better next year. But I would have liked this year to be more of a bridge year than it turned out to be.
1: Martín Perez still. Chugging along, and he's got a two eight nine ERA. But at Houston and versus Toronto, I'm selfishly like hoping it's Martin Perez regression week. Like, well, it's the other teams in my league that have him. My leagues that have him fall off a little bit. Well, I, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be a little be the nerd
2: here. It's not even regression week. Regression is out of your control. That regression shouldn't matter the team. This is just uh, Martin Perez having a rough schedule week and having the numbers organically drop as they
1: did when he last faced Houston. So Yeah. These are um, two buzz uh, lineups for a lefty to have to face. A lot of good right-handed stats. Yeah. So I'm going to give Perez, I mean I can't give him a one because he's been so good, but a two. Does that sound right?
2: I think it, I'm, I'm still going to give him a three. I mean, I think, okay. I think he warrants that, but. I'm just being a nerd as far as progression, regression goes, because regression, you know, what out of your control has been favorable. So I don't care who you're playing against. That's not what's going to, you know, what's going to matter is the fact that the teams can hit the ball. They can wait them out better than some of these other teams. Uh, Houston already laid one on him last time. So now, you know, in, in the rematch, I don't expect Martez to get his re- Martez Perez to get his revenge.
1: Kevin Gaussman, he gets a revenge game at Baltimore to start next week. Then it's at Texas. That's a uh, is it a a revenge game?
2: Is it a revenge game when you're happy to leave?
1: (laughs) Plus, that was like, I mean, what, like six, seven years ago?
2: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're just being, you know, silly, but yeah, exactly.
1: When he faces the Reds, that's a revenge game. I can't believe (laughs) they squandered. Galsman in the bullpen that year, There, uh, Corey Abbott is that who this is? Corey Abbott, right? Yeah, yeah, um,
2: yeah, he called again. Six year old,
1: yeah. that, that's a bummer. What happened with Cade Cavalli? I was kind of hoping to see him, but yeah, only two. Oh, innings that, that caught me time.
2: off guard. Yeah, Cavalli I, yeah, I wasn't aware of it. And somebody like asking me a question was like, Well, I need a replacement for, for Cavalli now. And, of course, I can't let on that I didn't know what the situation was. So I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, then I had to go, what was he talking about? What was he talking about? But, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's something that's not uh, too serious. Cavalli got the, you know, a touch of the major leagues enough that we're interested next year. But, yeah, it would have been nice to see and even build up a few more ratings. Although, how many innings was he really going to get, right? I think. They, I don't think he was yeah. going to pitch through the end of the month anyway.
1: I think he said something about maybe trying to push to return by the end, but, yeah, it seems like Cavalli's season's over, for essentially. Well, let's recap our grades for next week, the week of September 5th, 2022. We'll recap these and get you out of here. Tommy Henry, zero. Jordan Lyles, I say one, Todd, zero. Uh, Michael Waka, four. Justin Steele, I say four, Todd, three. Justin Dunn, zero. Tristan McKenzie, five. Ryan Feltner, zero. Lancelin, I say four. Todd says five. Johnny Cueto, four. Tyler Alexander, one. Framber Valdez, five. Chris uh, Bubich, I say two. Todd, one. Jesus Lazardo three. Freddie Peralta, I say four. Todd, three. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, four. Chris Archer, I say one. Todd, zero. Joe Ryan, three. Tywan Walker, four. Jamison Tyone, four. Garrett Cole, five. Zach Wheeler, five. Blake Style three. Marco Gonzalez, two. Logan Webb, four. Alex Wood, one. Jack Flaherty, return week. We both got him as a four. Jose Quintana, I say two. Todd, three. Luis Patino, I say two. Todd, one. Martin Perez, I say two. Todd, three. Kevin Gaussman, five. Corey Abbott, zero. Good luck over these final few weeks as we try to bring home some titles. Todd, anything else on your mind today? Once
2: we sign off, I'm in football mode. I got my year 28 of the oldest league I've ever been in. So uh, played this league before doing anything, before any other fantasy sports. So I think this is the second year in a row we're back to drafting live again. Although I have the dubious distinction, uh there's been a guy that was 0 for 27. And you know, <laughs> oh, every you know, it, you know, we're all buds I'm from Grassville. Well, he's now one for tw- no wait, he was 0 for 26. He
1: and he's last now
2: year. he's now one for 27. And hmm. I I am the you know buffoon that lost to him in the finals. So
1: it's you know well, it's kind of like, he's like uh Steve Young getting the monkey off his
2: back. Yeah, so yeah, am I the you know my am, am I the uh, you know the the Bill Buckner or whatever you want to call him? I the so yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I've been trying to.
1: What's um, sweet? Are you leaving after the show to show no fly?
2: No, no, it's tomorrow. I mean, oh, I'm, tomorrow. I'm, you know, actually, actually, I'm. I to jokes aside, I I have to I have to do tomorrow's rankings a little bit faster and get them out out to the guys the the, the, our editors will be happy because I will have them posted Saturday morning a little bit earlier, but no, yeah, my studying for football is basically printing out the Roto wire list. So I, that shouldn't take me too long.
1: Same here. And actually I really feel for that guy because, well, it's not Oh, for 26, Uh, my streak in my hometown football league is getting up there. It's like Oh, for 11 or 12. And of course, they give me a bunch of crap, and you know, the guy who works in the fantasy industry, guys. yeah.
2: Well, I that's how I am in the XFL. Um, I have never, I mean, it's been over 20 years, and I've never taken the XFL, not going to take it this year. So, uh, man, you know, I, I, I want to win that league more than anything, and you know, why well, we play, you know, we yeah, keep
1: chasing that glory,
2: yeah. gotta wait till next year. So,
1: yeah, um, and I'm trying to secure some, and uh, these final few weeks are going to be excruciating. That's for sure. Yeah, I have well, a couple of sweats. Yeah, that's good, man. And can't wait to continue talking to talk with you as as as
2: normal. They're in free leagues. They're not in high stakes leagues. That's my mo. Is to you know I'm in a our friend Kevin Hastings had a uh, a um, podcast league where guests of his podcast and etc. So there's an overall. There's only 60 of us in there. But I've been jostling between first and third overall. So, you know, take down a 60-team overall for, um, you know, pats on the back.
1: Well, good luck, man. <laughs> good luck to all of you out there. We'll be helping you. And, uh, yeah, all the leagues that I'm doing well in, none of them are in the NFBC. So not a good year in the NFBC for me. But you live and you learn, and you, you try to wins, win the ones that you're competitive in. And, DVR. history. Uh,
2: the league, the DVI and our – I can't say anything today. Uh, the league, the DVR and I managed together. I don't, I, you know. Am I, am I ruining our no hitter? Um, we're we're now leading, so that's that's you know we're we're inadvertently punting saves, and we're up to 120 points in a 15 team NFBC league, and in are right now leading it. So we'll see what happens
1: tomorrow. But um, that has been fun. I've lost some points in the FSGA Champions League that we talked about last week, but I'm really hoping to secure the ring that comes with the title so that I can uh, kiss Here the we ring go. and do a little MJF <laughs> bit. Well, thanks, Todd, and thank you all for being with us. Hope you'll join us next Friday on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.